What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. We made it to Election Day. Oh, boy. Now, obviously, uh, this will not be the end of the electoral process. The final votes probably won't be tallied for a couple days or weeks, and the final result might not be decided for a couple more months, given the way things have gone in this country. But we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that today. What we're going to talk about is the fact that last night, the Baseball Writers Association of America released the finalists for the major baseball awards, and we're going to be spending pretty much all of today's show recapping those finalists and talking about who I think is going to go home with some hardware, I believe the winners are going to be announced uh, next week at some point. So we do have that to look forward to. It's weird. This this everything's moved so fast and yet so slowly. I forgot about the major baseball awards. Like I, I was just like, all right, we're in the off season. I gotta find stuff to talk about. You know, baseball, in fairness to them, does give us a fair amount of material here uh, over the next couple weeks as we uh, fight our way through what I'm sure will be another long postseason. But let's talk about the the awards finalists. And in this year, the strangest of years. Hopefully, we never experience another one like it. There was some interesting stuff here because I think. There were certain guys, mainly a lot of veterans who've been around for a while, who uh, in other years uh, under different circumstances probably wouldn't have been able to sustain the success that they had in 2020. And it is nice to see some of those guys get their due. And I do look forward to talking about that. But we're going to start with the first one that was announced. And those were the finalists for the 2020 American League Cy Young. You have, in order, Shane Bieber for the Cleveland Indians, Kenta Maeda of the Minnesota Twins, and Hunjin Ryu of the Toronto Blue Jays. My first reaction to this was, Hunjin Ryu was that good? And I looked at the numbers, yeah, he was really solid. I had a very good year for them. He was the ace of that staff. I know he got completely bombed in the postseason, but no, no, the Rays were way better than them. Anyway, uh, I'm happy for all of these guys. I'm, I'm happy for Kenta Maeda because I think as you know, I don't want to disparage the Dodgers here because the Dodgers are almost a flawless organization in terms of player development, but I always felt like they were kind of unfair in their treatment of Kenta Maeda as a pitcher, constantly moving him back and forth between the bullpen and the starting rotation. This guy showed this year, he has dynamic stuff, and yeah, shortened season, whatever, but he's been around for a minute now, he was so great for the Twins this season, you know, carried them through that 60-game campaign. I think this is really a wonderful story. For Hunjin Ryu, this is a really interesting thing because he is now uh, the only pitcher in baseball who has finished in the top three in Cy Young voting each of the last two years. I, well, I think Bieber may have last year as well, but Ryu did it in both leagues. He's, he's the only guy to claim that he was able to do it in both leagues. I mean, that's really impressive. Finished second in 2019 behind Jacob deGrom. You know, pitched well enough to win it in most seasons, but fell apart kind of in, in late August and in September. But had a great year last year, had a great year this year as well. That was a great signing for the Blue Jays. You know, they've been smart with their money over the last year or so, and I thought that was a, that was a good move that they made getting a guy who, you know, I, I don't think he has like ace stuff, but he's been the ace of his staff over the last two years, and that includes pitching with the Dodgers, and that was a team that is loaded with, with great arms in that rotation, and yet he's been the guy who's put up the best numbers over the last two years. Good for him. With that said, Shane Bieber's winning this thing going away. Shane Bieber dominated this thing, and you know, I'll talk more about it when it does inevitably happen. I think this will be unanimous voting, but uh, one thing about Bieber, given how he pitched this season, just how dominant he was, this is one I think that would have stuck. Shane Bieber, over a 162-game season, I think would have ended up winning the American League Cy Young anyway, but uh, we can move on from that. 
Moving on, we have the National League. Jackie Robinson, Rookie of the Year finalist. We have Alex Bohm of the Philadelphia Phillies. We have Jake Cronenworth, Michigan man of the San Diego Padres. And we have Devin Williams of the Milwaukee Brewers. I think this will be Williams' award. I think it will be close between him and Cronenworth. The Brewers are a frustrating organization because they don't spend a lot of money. They don't have a lot of money. And you always feel like they could be better than they are. But one thing they've done miraculously well over the last several years is they do a great job with their bullpen arms. And Williams is no exception. He was so dominant for them in this regular season. I do think he'll take home a Rookie of the Year in the National League. In probably the the funniest awards finalists bunch of 2020 in the American League, a manager of the year finalists, we have Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays. We have Charlie Montoyo of the Toronto Blue Jays. And we have Rick Renteria of the Chicago White Sox. This These are hilarious for different reasons. Rick Renteria isn't employed right now. He got fired, replaced by Tony La Russa about a week ago. Charlie Montoyo, I don't think, is a great manager. I've watched several Blue Jays games. I've seen him make a couple questionable decisions. And then you have Kevin Cash, who's far and away the most accomplished best manager on this ballot, and I think will win this award. It is a regular season award, but you know this is a guy who's haunted by some of the decisions that he made in the postseason this year, pulling Blake Snell in uh, the sixth inning of Game Six of the World Series. I didn't think he did a great job managing. I thought what I thought were some kind of dead arms out of that bullpen. I think he should, and he will win this award, though. You know, I was as critical as anybody of him for making that decision to pull Snell, but he's a great manager. He gets a lot out of his players. He's a perfect Tampa Bay Rays manager. He cooperates with the front office, makes a lot of smart analytical decisions in crunch time. More often than not, the decisions he makes end up working and I think he'll end up take home I think he'll end up taking home some hardware here. In one of the more controversial uh, ballots here, we in the American League Rookie of the Year finalists voting, uh, or not voting, I keep saying that, but the finalists for that award were Christian Javier of the Astros, Kyle Lewis of the Mariners, and Luis Robert of the White Sox. I will say this, I would be stunned if Luis Robert doesn't go on to have the best career of these three finalists, I think the guy's an absolute freak of nature. Stumbled a little bit at points this year, but I think he's going to end up being one of the top ten players in baseball. Kyle Lewis will win this award. Kyle Lewis deserves to win this award going away. Very confident player. Uh, provided a huge spark for the Mariners this year. This is a guy who, who a lot of Mariners fans do and should be looking uh, forward to. I mean, this guy's uh, an incredible talent. I, I, I don't see him peaking much higher than he peaked here in 2020. Like, I think that Robert's ceiling is so much higher than Lewis, but hey, it's a one-season award, rookie season award. Kyle Lewis deserves it. There is a Tigers connection here. That's that some people were frustrated that Willie Castro was not a finalist for this award. Is it bad that I don't care? And is it even worse that I still don't believe in Willie Castro? I know he hit like 340 this year, and that was you know pretty phenomenal. I give him a lot of credit, but I don't know. You look at the advanced numbers, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors there. A lot of soft contact, a lot of weekly hit balls that you know found holes in the outfield. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in him a ton. Not a great defender. It doesn't bother me that he wasn't a finalist for this award. It would have given me more to talk about, but as it is, he wouldn't have won anyway. Kyle Lewis is going to win this thing, and he deserves to. In the National League for Manager of the Year, the finalists are Don Mattingly of the Marlins, David Ross of the Cubs, and Jace Tingler for the Padres. This is going to be a close race. You know, some of these guys are very unproven. You know, Don, this is why the Manager of the Year award is a really stupid award because they give it to the best story. That's why I think Don Mattingly will probably win this. 
Don Mattingly is one of the least analytical managers out there, and I think the deeper the Marlins get into the postseason going forward, because they are they do have a pretty bright future, it seems, with that farm system, and it does seem like Jeter is going to spend money at some point. Uh, I think his flaws will be exposed as a manager. I would give it to Jace Tingler, personally. I thought the Padres not only showed me a lot this season, but they showed a lot of sustainability, and I thought, especially, you saw how he managed that bullpen without Clevenger, without Lamette, and I know, regular season award, but to me, like that's complete proof that this guy knows what he's doing. I'd give it to him but I think Mattingly will win, and you know that's acceptable. I can't get that upset about that. When we come back, we're going to recap the final couple awards. We have some Cy Young Award finalists, and we have some MVP finalists that we're going to talk about here in segment number two. We'll be right back. All right, we're back now. We have a few more award finalists to recap. 2020 National League Cy Young finalists. No surprises here. We have Trevor Bauer of the Reds. We have Hugh Darvish of the Cubs. We have Jacob deGrom of the Mets. You know, in a 162-game season, a lot can change. And a guy who may start the year as a a top 10 pitcher in baseball ends up being a top 2 or 3 or even top 1 pitcher in baseball. We saw that with Jacob deGrom, who came into 2018 probably in the top 10, top 15 range, and who uh, ascended to the top pitcher in baseball going into the next season. Uh, 60 games, it's a lot different. I still believe Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. And I'll even go as far as to say that if this thing would have gone the full 162, I think he would have sustained it. I think he would have ended up being uh, a Cy Young winner once again. But given the small sample size, Trevor Bauer will win this award. Trevor Bauer should win this award. I like Trevor Bauer. like, I, And I know he's controversial. I get it. And I'm not saying I agree with everything he says, but like, I don't know. I, I watched the other day. He did a thing. He's done post posted several of these, like a twenty questions with some major league baseball players and some major league baseball personalities, whether it be analysts or, or bloggers or video content creators like John Boy. I thought it was really fascinating and funny. And that was his media company that's doing that, doing a better job of marketing the game than Rob Manfred ever could. If Trevor Bauer doesn't win this award solely because butthurt, archaic baseball writers don't like him, then we should discontinue the award. Because you look at all the metrics, both basic numbers and advanced metrics, Trevor Bauer is the best pitcher in the National League this year. Strikeouts were insane. Numbers were insane. The record wasn't great, and it makes me, it worries me that like someone's going to look at that and say, no, I can't give him the award because of his record. Stop it. I watched almost every start he made this year. I watched almost every start you Darvish made this year. And of course, I watched every Jacob deGrom start. The best, most dominant pitcher in the National League was Trevor Bauer. He should win this. He deserves to win this. I think he will win it, but it might be closer than some experts think. All three of these guys had tremendous years. I just, Darvish had a few starts near the end that weren't so great. So did DeGrom outside of the strikeout numbers. I think in some ways DeGrom maybe took, I mean, and again, a small step back for Jacob DeGrom is a giant leap forward for most pitchers, but in some ways I think maybe took a minor step back compared to the numbers he put up in 18 and 19. So I'm going with Bauer to win the 2020 Cy Young. In the National League, for the Most Valuable Player Award, we have three finalists that include Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman of the Braves, and Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres. Now, I really wanted Fernando Tatis to be on this list. I get why he wasn't. Fernando Tatis set the world on fire at the beginning of the season, but it is undeniable that that there were a few things kind of in the middle of the season that he struggled with you know, seeing the ball. And, so, and, and I think ultimately him and Machado kind of split votes, so I get why 
Machado is on this list. Machado was great, and after kind of a, a brutal first year in San Diego, really bounced back, played some great ba- baseball. It's the most engaged I've ever seen Manny Machado, and I think that's that that's a big deal with him. A, a comparison, and I'm a tennis guy here, so some people might not get this, but there's a guy in tennis named Nick Kyrgios, an Australian player, one of the most talented players on the tour, when he's engaged, when he's focused, when he's into a match. I think Manny Machado is kind of the same way. Like, infinitely talented, probably one of the five, ten most talented, best athletes in all of the sport. We've seen him before play lethargic baseball. We didn't see that in San Diego this year, and that's why he was so good. With that said, I think this is Freddie Freeman's award. Baseball wants to give it to Freddie Freeman. Everybody loves Freddie Freeman. He's like a perfect human being. How can you not admire the guy? He's a great dad, great player. Media loves him. The fans love him. Put up the best numbers, too. Like, it won't be a fluke thing. Freddie Freeman was the best player in the National League in 2020. He's going to win this award, I think, fairly easily. Mookie was amazing, but it's like Mookie is kind of a victim of his own success sometimes where it's like he puts up these amazing numbers that when he doesn't reach the heights that he reached in, say, like a 2016 or a 2018, people think that he's not that great. No, he was incredible, and in a lot of years probably would have ended up putting up MVP numbers, you know, Came pretty darn close this year. This will be Freeman, Freeman's award, and he deserves it. Now for the last one, a very interesting one. The 2020 AL MVP finalists. You have Jose Abreu of the Chicago White Sox. You have DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees. And you have Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians. Now, I, I get why this didn't happen. He missed some games, and he probably has split a few votes with his teammate. I wanted Tim Anderson on this ballot personally. I'm I'm a big, big Tim Anderson guy and he stirs the drink there. He's so incredible for the White Sox, but missed some games early on. I get why he wasn't there. Abreu has been there for a long time. The other thing that needs to be brought up, Mike Trout, not a finalist here. Again, Mike Trout, much like Mookie, a victim of his own success at points, but also did not put up the most Mike Trout numbers this season. You know, if he was on a playoff contending team, would he be in the top three? Probably, but ultimately, I don't think he was as good this year as we've seen Mike Trout be in the past. Other guys put up better numbers. I have no issue with him not being on uh, among the finalists. I, I don't think he really did quite enough to earn it. This is a really close race. I'm surprised DJ LeMahieu was on there, to be quite honest, and I love LeMahieu. I think he's amazing, but I didn't think he would crack the top three. I thought Trout would crack the top three or Anderson. Jose Ramirez had a hell of a push down the stretch and was so great for the Indians and has been great over the last several seasons. I think that this will be Jose Abreu's award. Jose Abreu, 33 years old, been with the White Sox through thick and thin, through some really bad years, played 60 games this year, which really helped you know him pad his stats, led the league in hits, led the league in RBIs, led the league in slugging, led the league in total bases, did lead the league in uh, double plays as well, but we'll ignore that. He was phenomenal this year, even had a much better defensive season this year than he's had in the past. It's got to be Jose Abreu's award this year. I think he probably deserves it. That White Sox lineup, man, oh, man. I mean, you talk about dangerous going forward here. A whole lot of trouble uh, that the Tigers are going to have to deal with against the Southsiders over the next couple of years. Dealt with a whole lot of trouble this year as well. So I think Jose Abreu 
wins the American League MVP, and I think that will put an end to today's show, my awards predictions. Uh, Let me know what you guys think uh, about these predictions. Do you think I'm way off, or do you believe that ultimately uh, I'm right with a lot of these predictions? We'll see. I bet one of these might be wrong, especially in 60 games. I didn't get a chance to watch all these guys. It was such a short season. By the time I wanted to watch some of these guys, the season was almost over, so maybe I'm a bit off with some of these predictions. Let me know, but that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2-0. One four. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. That would be much, much appreciated. A five star written review. Got another one just the other day. Always very meaningful. You guys are so kind to me. Thank you so much. That will do it. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I will be right back here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Go Tigers. Still there? Thank you for sticking around. Uh, I I was contemplating where to put this, but I know there's such a huge stick to sports crowd out there. So if you want to listen to me talk just a little bit about voting, uh, go ahead and do that. But if not, you're welcome. You've gotten everything you need out of this podcast. Go out and vote today, guys. If you haven't already, if you haven't sent in your absentee ballot, ballot, please go out and vote. It is very very important. I am not one of those people who believes that America is infallible and perfect and wonderful and should never be changed. Uh, It's not a perfect country. In fact, there's a whole lot of things wrong with it. I think one of the issues we run into sometimes is the belief that we are the best at everything when we're not. With that said, the best thing about this country is that it allows us the right to elect our leaders, and we have that opportunity today. I'm not going to say who I'm voting for. I'm not asking you to say who you're voting for. But I hope over these last couple months, through this pandemic, as so many of us have had time to reflect, I hope it's given you the opportunity to analyze both these candidates and decide which one you believe is best for you, which one you believe is best for the country, and which one you want representing all of America. Because that is true. That is the case. The president represents or is supposed to represent the best of what this country has to offer. And if you believe that Donald Trump is that man vote for him. If you believe Joe Biden is that man, vote for him. It is very important, and and I'm not trying to sway anyone one way or the other. Odds are you have your opinions made up anyway, but I think it is an important thing. Get out and vote today. Just wanted to add that little tacked-on message there, a little Easter egg at the end of this show. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I'll see you around.